Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 782. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handling. Uh, we have, um, I'm continuing on in the book of Proverbs, if the Lord lets me, uh, whatever way he wants uh, to guide. We have some music and also some letters. But right now, let's pray. Father, anoint me, continue anointing my programs, which are really yours, that souls will come to you. There's no one that can come unto you unless the Holy Spirit leads them. So it's not me or it's no preacher that wins human souls. People exalt different preachers to the heavens. But it's you, the Holy Spirit, that leads people. No man can come unto you unless the Spirit leads them and therefore lord i ask that you anoint me and the words give me the words that people will be saved and that uh, the kingdom of heaven will be filling the earth more and more as each soul is saved the kingdom of heaven comes without observation the kingdom of heaven is invisible it enters into a human soul people can't tell unless they are really doing the work of the lord Unless there's a major change, a radical change in their lives. And when it's a radical change, then radical things happen to people that they are confronted with, uh, that they preach to and that they teach. It isn't so much the uh, words, because everybody talks. Talk is cheap, but people want to see people that are keeping the commandments, that people that are truthful people that don't lie, people that don't twist stories, people that are building their houses. The Bible states that wisdom has builded her house. And Lord, people that are really full of the fear of the Lord begin working and doing the things that you tell them to do, the things that you compel them to do when you're living in them and working through them. Lord, we ask that you do that. I ask, Lord, that you bind every devil in hell. Bind the devil and all of his evil, impish angels. Lord, I pray that you rebuke them. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. Uh, destroy his works, Father, as you speak through me and other ministers. I ask it in Jesus' name that you open every door for us and uh, send in finances so that we can get your word throughout the world more and more every day in jesus name i pray and everyone says amen. amen all right now several years ago i did a promotion for a singer i didn't want to do the promotion but susie a lot of people thought that i went crazy when i gave up my career in the entertainment industry because i was considered the number one promoter the number one record person in the world. And uh, Norman Kay, who has the Norman Kay Realty in Las Vegas, Nevada, brought a singer to me, and uh, he was an opera singer. And he was young, and uh, his name was Jim Hahn. And uh, Norman Kay uh, said, if you promote him, you're a promoter with a capital P. If you promote him, he'll be a big star. I said, come on over to Caesar's Palace into one of the uh, sample rooms 
in the basement of Caesar's palace and listened to him. Well, have you got music there? No, he doesn't need music. This guy is really wonderful. I said, Susie said, let's go. So we went and I heard him and he just really had an incredible voice, but he's opera. And this is the time that the Beatles and the Rolling Stones were happening. As a matter of fact, the Beatles and Rolling Stones wanted me to promote them as well. Bobby Jameson, after I stopped promoting him because I, the Lord came down in an office and talked to me, and that was the day I just gave up on Bobby Jameson and everybody that <clears throat> I had anything to do with because I wanted to serve the Lord. I have a testimony of the fear of the Lord. I fear God. I wasn't born into a religious family or born into a church like a bunch of church brats are. I really have uh, got the fear of the Lord, and I gave everything up. And so Susie said, the whole entertainment industry thinks that you're crazy for having given up the position that you had, this singer Bobby Jameson, and you own a Beatles album that you got from Pete Best, and the whole Democratic Party wanted you to do the promotion for him. There are many achievements that I have in my life. And a bunch of non-achievers, you know, likes to bring accusations against the achievers because they're jealous. Deep down, they're really jealous and they're liars. But anyway, I listened to him and Susie said, I said, oh, he's all right, but he's uh, a um, and it's opera singer. And she said, I like it. Go ahead and promote him. Tony, I said, well, I'm saving now. She says, people will stop thinking that you're crazy once you put this guy on top. And she says, there's nobody in the world that could put an opera singer on top in this day and age. And uh, after that, it gave people like Pavarotti uh, some um, confidence to try to be somebody in the record industry. Well, Rovan to me sounded better than Pavarotti, and he had a power, more powerful voice. So anyway, his name's Jim Hahn, and we changed his name to Rovan. I did the promotion, and within 90 days, he was the star of the Dunes Hotel, uh, Casino de Paris. It was a cast of over 100 uh, dancers and singers at the Dunes. I never went for the grand opening, and uh, Ravon was really angry at me because I didn't, but I didn't care. He was working at a woodworking shop, and um, after I promoted him, 90 days later, he was the star of the Dunes. And I signed him up with RCA Victor Records. And uh, there's a record that we have here. He was on my label, Talamo Records. Uh, no, Calamo Records. I have Talamo, Alamo Records, Calamo Records. He was on my label. I had um, Ernie Freeman doing the arrangements. Ernie Freeman used to do the arrangements for Perry Como and uh, also for uh, uh, Vic Damone and many other singers. And uh, so... Um, I'm going to play them for you here. Uh, RCA Victor made me turn in my album that I cut with him on Calamo Records. And they said that, you know, and they paid me a very good price for him. And um, I got a good deal for him. But anyway, here's Rovan singing the Lord's Prayer on RCA Victor Records.
Praise the Lord. That's Ravon. And uh, uh, I just recorded a song uh, in Hollywood, No Man is an Island, and the people said, let's have a contest to see which one of you held the note the longest. And I come right up to Ravon. I held the note for over 15 seconds because I held it longer than it's on the record. And I could even have held it longer if I wanted to. But uh, Ravana, i got to remember, was only about uh, 25 years old when he did that. And I'm almost 75. I'll be 75 in one more year. And so I'm doing pretty good for an old geezer. <laughs> you get your pocket watches out now on time. Because then we're going to play mine at the end of the program. Some of the people here decided to time us and so we we did it and i did pretty good for an old geezer as i say all right now this is the um uh ninth chapter of the book of uh proverbs and it states that wisdom in other words the fear of god has builded her house there isn't anybody that can build anything in the gospel field unless they have Wisdom, and the Bible plainly states that wisdom, the fear of the Lord is wisdom. And that's what happened to me when I was in the office in Beverly Hills uh, with an attorney there, and my attorney and his wife was with us, and uh, all these people and entourage that I had, of uh, about 17, 18, 19 people. But wisdom has builded her house. Before, I didn't fear God at all. Until the Lord uh, closed my natural ears off and then he um started speaking to my spiritual ears inside there is a person that looks just like us only better because it's an eternal uh, once we accept the lord jesus christ it's an eternal uh spirit that is in us that mingles himself the spirit of god the comforter the holy spirit the Father God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus himself mingle themselves with us. And it gives us so much fear that we can't stop working for the Lord. Sometimes the Lord says, rest a while, and we do that. But 
most of the time, even during the time we're rest, resting, we're speaking to the Lord and he's speaking to us. And it says the fear of the Lord, in other words, instead of we use the word wisdom or the fear of the Lord has builded her house. Well, what is it talking about? Well, you know, we have to, we are the house of God. We are the temple of God. We are the mansion of God. We are the house that God lives in, uh, in this, by the Spirit. Christ, with his Father, by the Spirit, live in us. The fullness of the Godhead bodily lives in us so that he can give us power and zeal to come against people that are liars. Because we cannot stand anybody that stands up against the Spirit of God. We hate it. And we can't stand it. And we have to get rid of it. So wisdom, the fear of God has builded her house. Has builded her house. Has done the things. We are the house of God and we're the house of God together. We're joined together by joints and bands and sinew. By the spiritual sinew, joints and bands. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. We have made sure that we're not going to lie. There's a... Uh, we have, there's seven spirits of the Lord. They're all joined together. And we have put the pillars. There's so much fear in us that we have read the entire word of God. We put it together. We've put it in our spirit to support this house of God that we are. And so we get along perfectly with other people that are filled with the Spirit. There's other people that are fleshy and they're presumptuous and they think that they're smarter than the people of God because there's always a war between spiritual and carnal. Carnal thinks there's somebody that they're not. They've never achieved anything in their lives and they never will because they're carnal and they're going to die and their souls are going to hell and into the lake of fire. So wisdom or the fear of the Lord has hewn out her seven pillars. We make sure that we're pillarized, that all the word of God is in us holding us upright, and we don't squirm and turn and try to change the things that we lied about. We are 100% truthful. And even... Uh, my uh, deceased wife, Susie, said, you're brutally honest. And people can't stand you for it. And she says, don't come out with that fear of God that you have here until I die. Because uh, there's going to be all kinds of uprisings against you when you start kicking people out of this church left and right. Because there was an adultery in the church, and there was adultery, and Susie wouldn't put them out. And I said, you've got to put them out. She says, Tony, I've been eaten up with cancer here 17 years. Just wait a little longer until I'm dead, and then do what you will that the Lord will have you do. And so I did. I put Ed Mick out, and I put out several other people with him because they were contaminating the church. They were contaminating everything in the church. And Susie didn't want me to cause 
make waves, so to speak, with a bunch of carnal people, but I put them out because I really don't care what happens to me. I'd rather put them out than even look at them. I hate liars. And so out they went. And yeah, they saw they were going to write books about me and everything else. But wisdom, the fear of the Lord has made me do that. We can't have a house of God with liars and fornicators and adulteresses and uh, covetous and jealous people and things like that. We have to clean the house. In the 11th chapter of the book of uh, Revelation, the Bible tells us to clean the house out. Get rid of them because a lot of people in the church think that they're getting by with lying and so that they they could get by with it too. And that isn't the case with me. I don't want them in the church. They're not an asset. And every time I put people like that out, God sends good ones in. And they just are so short-sighted. They don't believe that God would ever, that God would ever be able to put so much fear in other people that they would do everything that they're supposed to do in the church. But they're wrong. There are people in this world that really believe the gospel and that really do have the fear of the Lord and really will not lie and will not bring up false accusations against dignities in the church. To them, they're dignified and dignities are nothing to this bunch of swine like that so also the fear of the lord verse 2 says she hath killed her beasts now there's all kinds of people that have hang-ups when they come into church they have they're weak in many different ways but as you read the word of god these different foolish thoughts people still you know they get tempted by sex and filth and degeneracy and a lot of times they want to get kicked out so they can have an excuse to God that they were kicked out and that's why they committed fornication and adultery but it doesn't really make any difference if you're kicked out and you're out there God still sees you and sees everything that you've done and knows that you wanted to get kicked out uh, because you wanted to go out and have commit adultery and fornication and things like that but uh, the wisdom, well, the fear of the Lord has killed those kind of thoughts, has uh, mortified those kind of deeds, has killed them, has killed the beasts that live in her, the different demons. Because she reads the word and believes it. She hath mingled her wine. In other words, her spirit is now mingled with the spirit of God. She, and she has power now. She hath also wisdom. The fear of the Lord has also furnished her table. In other words, you know, there were so many things that I really didn't know. And I grow all the time in the Lord. But some people get worse and worse as, uh, all the time. The Bible says we should be stronger, more powerful uh, as we go along. So uh, the person that has the fear of the Lord has sent forth her maidens. She has also uh, furnished her table. Well, the whole word of God is like a table of beautiful, delicious fruit, vegetables, and meat 
for us to eat from because there's food for our natural body and then there is food, spiritual food, that we eat. And wisdom, the fear of the Lord, causes people to read the entire Bible on a continuous basis because the reproof of the word is the way of life. And therefore, we need to reprove our souls on a continuous basis in order for us. I mean, you can't tell a person to do that if they don't have the fear of the Lord, because it's only the fear of the Lord that causes people to build a house, to build the house of God in within. The kingdom of heaven is within. And so therefore, we can't have any beasts living in the kingdom of God within us. We can't have lies in us. We can't be so carnal that we exalt ourselves against these words of God. The, uh, this, uh, King Solomon also wrote the book of wisdom. And uh, he says wisdom has uh, killed all her beasts, these beasts. She has, um, she's done it by mingling her wine, her spirit, with the Lord's Spirit, she has also uh, furnished her table. She uh, makes sure that she eats from the Word of God. You know what makes you do that? You could tell that to people all day long and they don't do it. But the fear of the Lord makes them do it. If they don't have any fear of the Lord, it's like God told Moses, they won't serve me. They won't keep, without the fear of the Lord, they won't do anything. There's no building of anything in the church whatsoever if people are not uh, with the fear of the Lord. They won't serve God. They just think it's a party. They stay in the church because there's good food here and uh, great living facilities. They sleep on posturepedic mattresses with sheets that are pure um, cotton. They eat the best of food people cook for them, and they wash their dishes for them. And they get to the point where they're like a bunch of grazing cows just eating grass out in the field. She has sent forth her maidens. In other words, she... Uh, she uh, crieth upon the highest places of the city. She'll go and witness and testify to people, governors, presidents, kings, anyone. Some people never think of witnessing because they're not a witness. There isn't any God. There's no Christ in them. There's no Holy Spirit in them whatsoever. They just love to bring accusations against those that are spiritual because they're carnal, and the carnal always wars against the spiritual. And just like uh, Esau war against his brother, uh, Jacob. Um, it also, uh, the um, Isaac, and you know who his counterpart was, the one that came against him? Do you remember his name? Esau. Esau. Amen. Amen. Well, do you remember I'm talking about Isaac? Isaac, there was a person that was born of Sarah's handmaid. Who is that? 
Ishmael is who I'm talking about. He's the carnal one. And uh, Isaac was of the spirit. See, Isaac was born of a man and a woman that were beyond the age of having children. And they had a child. But at first, uh, she doubted, Sarah doubted. So she sent her husband into her handmaid because it was the rule back then that anybody that's born in your house is yours. It's your son. And the other one is to say that man is the servant and if he desires to leave, you can let him go in seven years. But if he wants to stay, you put a hole in his ear and um, then you can uh, put an earring in there and he's your slave forever. Because God did believe in slavery. Amen? Yeah. yeah. So, of course, the Antichrist doesn't. They say, are you for slavery? I'm for whatever the Lord says is good. Amen? Amen. Uh, I'm a slave of the Lord. I believe everybody should be a slave of the Lord. Amen? Because yeah. that's what the Apostle Paul said. I, Paul, a slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're slave for either Jesus or you're a slave for the devil. And, of course, if you're carnal, you're a slave for the devil. If you're all puffed up in your rotten, stinky flesh, then you're a slave of Satan. And if you're, um, you're humbled, you've humbled yourself before the Lord and believe the Bible the way it is, and you don't believe in politics. Some people, they're just preaching all day long about how that people should, uh, Christians should get involved in uh, worldly politics. I don't believe that. You know, in small government, it's all right because you've got a lot of people that are against you and everything is a setup against spiritual people in the government. And if people want to do that, but Jesus never voted for any politician. He didn't vote for Caesar or Pontius Pilate or he didn't vote for anybody. He was God. And God voted for me. He called me. And any carnal person that wants to come up against me is risking their lives. And people that are carnal, so carnal that they are just so beyond intelligence that haven't seen one person after the other uh, killed by the Lord, destroyed by God, uh, they just can't see anything spiritual. Something terribly wrong with them. So... Um, she has sent forth her maidens. That means you've trained people uh, up in the ways of the Lord, and they are sent out. The things that I've received from the Lord, the understanding of the Lord, my sister, my brothers, and all the people that are of the Lord, I sent them out into the streets. And uh, this wisdom that's in them, the fear of the Lord that's in them, cries out upon the highest places of the city. They don't believe in just going to the ghetto, but they go to the ghetto and they go also to the highest places of the city. And that's what I do. I appreciate everybody. Verse 4. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding she uh, saith to him 
verse uh, 5. Come, eat of my bread. Uh, in other words, my words. Eat my words and drink of the wine which is the Holy Spirit, symbolic of the Holy Spirit, which I have mingled with your spirit. Come on in, because you don't have to be simpletons all the time. Uh, many people in the churches have remained simpletons. They've been there for years. They were even born into the church, and they're still simple. They've never had to worry about money. They've never had to worry about oh, somebody's always prepared their food and washed the dishes and done anything for them bought their school books. The funny thing about it is when I was a kid, nobody, uh, there wasn't anybody bought me anything. I remember one time when I got a pair of boots from my dad that I wanted the one that had a, a jackknife on the side. This was in Lewistown, Montana. And I remember that and I got an aviator's um, cap that had uh, my uncles were, one of my uncles was in the United States Air Force, and I wanted to be like him. I wanted to fly a plane. My eyes uh, prevented me from doing so. But uh, I bought my own school books. I worked for a living. And now that's become a sin where a kid could work. Yes, I'm, I you know carried papers. I mowed lawns. I shoveled snow. I... Um, Snow uh, sidewalks, I shoveled the snow off them for people. I did all kinds of things. I worked in a bakery. I shined shoes. I did every kind of thing. You mean Tony Alamo did? Yes, I did. And you'd do well if you'd work too. This is a nation of people that are on welfare. If you can't get a job in New York, then go to a place where there's plenty of work to get done. All right, so... Uh, so, wisdom says to him, Come on, eat of my bread, my wisdom and understanding, and drink of the wine which I have mingled. I've already mingled the word of God, and you have to unmingle it. You have to bring it into your spirit. You have to begin believing that I am God and that you're, there's a judgment. It doesn't make any difference how much you busy yourself during the day to try to forget that because you have these carnal, wicked things in your uh, body. You never mortify them by mingling, drinking the wine which I have mingled, God said. Uh, the Lord says, verse 6, forsake the foolish and live. That's why I put people out of this church, because they're fools. They're not afraid to bring false accusations against dignities. So if I don't put those kind of people out, I wouldn't live. He says, forsake the foolish and live. And... Go in the way of understanding. Not your understanding, but the Lord's understanding. Not carnal understanding, the way your flesh feels. You have all these fleshy thoughts. But don't go that way. Verse 7. He that reproveth a scorner. 
uh, gets getteth to himself shame. That's why you can't report a scarner because, uh, or to reprove them. That's why you have to get rid of them. You have to put them out of the church because they're just going to bring more and more false accusations against you. And he that reproveth or rebuketh a wicked person or man or woman getteth himself a blot. So there's a lot of people in the church when you reprove them and they start arguing with you. Well, then you get a blot by arguing with them because people think you're foolish to even spend any time arguing with a sinner. A wicked person. A fool. Verse 8. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Because they're scornful. They want things to be the way they think. And they're not that way at all. Rebuke a wise person. And he will love you. There's people in this church that I have rebuked. And I've told them. Brother Tommy is one of them. And he says, I love you for it. Because I know that you care for my soul. But there's wicked people that you rebuke them and say, I never did that. I never said that. I never, it's this way. It's my way. No, it's not. It's the Lord's way or the highway. Give instruction to a wise man and he will be yet wiser. But you try to give wisdom or the fear of the Lord to a fool and they get even worse. Teach a just person, and he will increase in learning. But people think that they're right, and they've never had the fear of God. They've never really served the God. They've never really builded her house. They've never destroyed the seven, or her beasts, or have hewn out the seven pillars. They're nothings. They're just big, fat liars. Verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning, this is verse 10, of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. All people know, uh, those kind of people are, they just have an understanding of the flesh. Their sisters, their brothers, their mothers, their dads are no wisdom in them whatsoever, no fear of God either. And they're just like them. Verse 11, you take a bag of seeds and you plant it in the ground, the radish seeds, and you're not going to get anything other than a radish. Same thing with carrots or potatoes or lettuce or anything. Whatever is planted in a person is... I've seen people that are real foolish... They have a child, and the, the child is foolish. And they're stupid, because stupid seeds came out of that stupid package. Verse 11, And they never turn towards the Lord for the wisdom and understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is wisdom. For by me, the wisdom and understanding, thy days shall be multiplied. And the years of thy life 
shall be increased. Some don't, people don't care whether they die or not. I know people like that. Verse 12. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for yourself. But if thou scornest, thou alone shall bear it. In other words, you're going to be destroyed. You're stupid and you don't know it. You're satanic and you don't know it. Verse 13, a foolish woman is clamorous. She thinks she's the governor of the whole world. She yaps and talks and screams. She's simple is what it is and knoweth nothing and has never done anything of any merit in the world or in the spiritual world. Nothing. She just thinks she's got a, a sucker. A trick. Verse 14. For she sitteth at the door of her house on a seat in the high places of the city. I'm sitting in a nice house. I'm eating good food. I got people, my servants, they're washing my dishes, cooking my food, running errands for me. Verse 15. To call passengers who go right on their ways. Verse 16, Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. And as for him that wanteth understanding, as she saith to him, 17, Stolen waters are sweet, and bread Eaten in secret is pleasant. She's a prostitute. Those people are prostitutes. Get them in a place where they don't think the Lord is watching and they'll do anything. Verse 19, 18. But he knoweth not. But he knoweth not that the dead are there. And that her guests are in the depths of hell. That's what she is. Just simpleton, full of ignorance and stupidity and Satan. Uh, chapter 10, the Proverbs of Solomon. A wise son maketh a glad father. But a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. They said, like a foolish man has a foolish, will have a foolish son. And it's an embarrassment. But some people have just hardened their hearts so much that they don't any longer get embarrassed. Their morons can't be embarrassed. You cannot uh, instruct them. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing. But righteousness delivereth from death. There's so many times in my life that I've had um, people. Um, I've seen so many people. Uh, and I knew they were going to die. And I warned them, people in towns that I live, that I'm on the air, 
And I warned him, you know, stop messing with me because don't you know, I'm one of the sons of God. God is going to protect me from people like you. You're, uh, according to the Bible, the scum of the earth. You're chaff. You're going to be burned forever. Don't you want to live a little bit longer? Maybe something will happen to you where you'll be able to hear the word of God and receive it and then not be, um, uh, not be destroyed. So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of people in this world, the majority of them, that just think that the Lord loves them no matter what they do, no matter if they lie or if they take drugs or not. Millions of women are killing their children, murdering them every year. Or they say, well, we can take drugs occasionally or if we lie once in a while, that's an occasional lie. That's not, we're not, that doesn't make us liars. Because uh, we type and we look up stuff and things like that. This is a horrible doctrine that people have that you can murder once in a while. Or that you can um, fornicate or commit adultery just once. It was just once, Lord. Well, David, the psalmist David, just committed adultery once. He had many wives, but he never committed adultery until he committed adultery with Uriah's wife. And the Lord didn't get on him for having many wives, because God said, I gave them to you. And God isn't going to punish anybody for things that God gave. But there was some of the one of the women started despising David and started thinking she was hotter stuff. Hot stuff. So uh, David put her in ward. Wouldn't have anything to do with her. She was like a, a, a cancerous thing. A flea bag. It's, this is uh, the things that people think that they can do occasionally is a horrible doctrine. It's the most wicked doctrine of all. There isn't anything more wicked that you think that you can be an occasional uh, drug addict or that you can occasionally have sex or have a lot of sex and then if you get pregnant to go and have it murdered. The, um, this is the supposed to be doctrine of grace. Grace doesn't mean sin, that you can sin. You're saved by God's grace and by God's sin. God never sinned. And any of his people that are his bride never sin either. It wouldn't make any difference if I saw millions of pornographic things, which I don't do, but it wouldn't turn me on. The Bible says that lust after such thing as that, it turns me off if I see things like that. And it's just kind of hard to not see it because you could be watching the news and all of a sudden something will pop up like that. And, uh, but it wouldn't uh, stir me up to where I would be uh, turned on by such a thing as that. The preachers, most of the preachers, they say that they have uh, testimony after testimony of individuals who have been set free from bondage of the law. 
The law is not bondage, for God's sake. The law is the New Testament. You cannot be set free from the law unless you want to be set free from the law. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but not the law, not my word. My word is law. But these people are preaching lawlessness. Oh, we've been set free from keeping the law. We can murder people every day if we want to, and we'll still go to heaven. Do you think that God's going to let murderers and people that murder their babies and people that commit adultery occasionally, once in a while, it's all right. Do you think he's going to let them go to heaven? He's not. Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law or put it away at all. Many preachers are saying that they are uh, today living and enjoying the new covenant, the truth. These are not true, folks. And the promise that Jesus purchased him, them with his own blood, yet he purchased you. But if you don't keep his commandments, his law, you in no wise are going to inherit the kingdom of heaven. No sin can enter the kingdom of heaven. No sinner, no unrepentant sinner. It doesn't make sense. Well, that was a long time ago. I said, look at you ripped me off. You took a bunch of things and uh, you sold them. And oh, that was a long time ago. Well, God's punished you for it, and the person died. The person, this person wrote a book, and he said that he's glad that you're now uh, holding this book in your hands. He says, this is a book that's full of the law is over with. I See, we have, uh, when you first get saved, the, uh, and all your sins are washed away, that means that you are no longer under the law. But if you sin again, the law comes right down crashing on your head, and you can't get rid of it then because there's no more repentance for you. And I'm going to continue this tomorrow, but we do have uh, some letters to read. And where's the first letter from? From Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Okay, read it, please. Dear Brother Olamo, peace be unto you and all of your works from our Lord and Savior Jesus. Brother, you are such a blessing to me. I thank God for bringing us together. I just received your letters, and you wrote saying that you put my letter on your radio program number 677. I just wish that I had a radio to hear you and my story or letter being read on the air. Brother Tony, is there any way for me to ask or any way that I may be able to get a radio so that I can listen to your radio shows? Well, we don't have radios here, but we'll send you one because you're incarcerated. uh, And everybody in here is able to get gospel tracts and to hear uh, they listen to uh, me on the radio as well. So they can listen to that program. But there's so much garbage on radio and television today. I wouldn't mind saying, but you sound like you're sincere. And if you don't fall away... Uh, you know, we have to give people some trust, and so I'll trust you this time. Then what else? If not, you are still a great blessing to me. I do pray that our Lord will make a way for me to hear you and your sermons. You are a heaven-sent blessing. Oh, how I yearn to be a part of your work in church, to live God's way with every heartbeat and breath. 
Sincerely in Christ, Edward from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Now this is a person that's been convicted of their sins and the fear of the Lord is on them and they want to build the house of God. They don't want to tear it down like devils. Okay, now you have another letter. Guess from Karapa, India. Okay, let's hear it. Honorable Pastor Tony Alamo, greetings to you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I received your kind parcel of newsletters and some t-shirts for the distributors. Thank you so much for sending your good newsletters so people can read and understand the truth. Your newsletters are very useful for people to accept Jesus as their personal Savior. And I gave your t-shirts to the gospel distributors who are distributing your newsletters in the streets. We are faithfully doing the ministry. By faith, I planted 85 churches in my state where there is no gospel. Please send t-shirts and sweatshirts for the distributors and send your newsletters and some Bibles. We are continuously praying for your dynamic ministry. We trust and believe thousands of souls will come to the Lord by your ministry. We send our love and greetings to you and your mission in Jesus' name. Thank you, sir, in Christ's service, Reverend K. Samuel from Karapa, India. Well, thank you for your letters. Uh, We really... These letters had come in to us by the dozens uh, in the hundreds, and the thousands are really a blessing to us and everybody that listens to them. And when I make lewd newsletters, God gives me a newsletter, we put some in there, and they're real blessings to people. They really reach out to a person's soul. It's time now for people to receive uh, the gospel, to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. And so... uh, you know, you either receive the gospel or you, if even if you say, well, I'll wait a while. No, what you've done there is rejected. So don't reject the Lord. The Lord is the word of God. And he uses people like myself and many others in the world to uh, reach out to you, to pour out the spirit upon every living soul. So the spirit of God is being poured out on living souls and he does it through preaching, our preaching. So I pray that this message um, will have uh, led you to the Lord. So if you have been led to the Lord, then show him by saying this prayer. Say to him, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead, By the power of the Holy Spirit, I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus, because you never go against your word. You say that all that call upon your name shall be saved. And I've done that, therefore I know that you've heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal soul. Now, just raise your hands and praise and thank the Lord. And uh, uh, here's Sharon to tell you how the listening audience how to receive a copy of this program, number 782. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow for another um, dose of the Holy Spirit. We need that dose every day in order to live one day at a time in the Spirit. 
Uh, wisdom will do that. The fear of the Lord will make you do it. But if you have no fear of the Lord, you won't care that much about that. Even though we take the time to prepare these messages for you and to uh, tell you about them, read them out of the word of God itself. Well, we had a little contest, some of these people, as I told you before at the beginning of the uh, program, to who see who holds the, the notes the longest, uh, Rovan or myself. I don't compare myself to any opera singer. But here I am to sing with the uh, Prague Symphony Orchestra, No Man Is an Island. You know, in these last days, many people think that they can conduct their lives the way that they want to. But really, no man, I mean no man, no man can stand alone. We need the Lord. We need the Lord Jesus Christ. No man is an island No man can stand alone He needs faith as his guide To lead him to his throne No man is an island of mind, what good is all his gold, a while ago, my world was a stormy sea, I learned to pray, and his hand reached out to me. an island no man can stand alone so have faith and you'll find a love that can't grow you know these are the very last days Jesus Christ is coming back to earth again we to know that we can't do this alone. We need the Word of God. We need Jesus for our God. Remember that all the days of your life. A while ago, a stormy sea. I learned to pray. And his hand reached out to me Can't you see No man is an island No man can stand alone So have faith and you'll find a 
Hey. Yeah.